What's going on, folks? Just wanted to mention this real quick before we jump into the podcast for today because I forgot to mention it while I was recording. But I did want to throw in there, if you guys join the Patreon group, we got a special um, giveaway for the next handful of people coming there. I got my last hat run. I have some extras from that. So if you join the Patreon group right now, you're going to be getting a hat while they last. So feel free to jump over there, guys. It's patreon.com slash duck gun chronicles patreon.com slash duck gun chronicles and we're doing a bunch of awesome stuff over there exclusive content um we got the ultimate duck hunter and then we have the hunt giveaway coming for the year but without further ado let's go ahead and jump on in today's podcast hey guys i'm jordan fromer i believe in hunting hard hunting smart and having a fun time while doing it and shooting limits well that's just the icing on the cake I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and we are here for another podcast. And I'm super excited about it. We're doing something um, that we used to do all the time on the podcast um, we used to do it Wednesday nights and have the live stream. So first live stream on the Duck and, Tra- Duck and Chronicles YouTube in like over a year, almost probably pushing two. So um, excited that we're able to jump on here and talk and chat with you guys um, as well as do the podcast all together. So um, today's podcast topic uh, is going to be best of, of the season, um, Chiefs last season. So uh, I'm going to talk about the best moments from the season. I've done this pretty much every year, you know, kind of done a recap in chronological order. I'm doing it a little different this year. I'm going to do best of. I got like a a list of the best moments, uh, best different things that happen during the year, like best decoy, best limit, best hunt, um, just for an example. So um, it's going to be cool going over all the crazy things. This has been uh, a crazy season uh, for sure. So I'm definitely excited to jump into that. Uh, but before we jump into the meat of the podcast, let's get a quick word from our partners. First off, I'd like to give a big thanks to you guys. You guys are huge for the support on the podcast. As many, as many of you know, I just started a new Patreon group, um, similar to the one I was doing with Elliot. Um, and just a refresher on that, too, to mention, uh, me and Elliot kind of uh, split ways on what we do. I'm no longer in the Patreon group with him. He's no longer on the Duck Gun podcast with me, and I'm no longer doing the hunt stats with him. Um, completely, uh, what's the right words for it? <laughs> uh, it's, it was for the best. We both kind of decided on it, and uh, just uh, different directions that we're both had and lots of projects we're working on, and um, we both are wishing each other success in everything we do. So there's no hidden drama or angriness or bitterness between each other. We're just... Uh, cheering for each one of us to be successful in the different things we do. Uh, but b- jumping back to that, I just want to give that update so everybody knows. But uh, uh, jumping back to that, uh, big thanks to you guys. Like I said, we got the Patreon group. Um, got to give a big thanks to the two newest members over there. We got uh, Tim Reynolds and James McMurray. Um, so excited to have you guys as part of the Patreon group. And we're going to keep it rolling. Um, got some really cool stuff going on with that as well as we're going to be doing our own hunt giveaway uh, for the channel and the podcast um, this year. So stay tuned for all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. Um, 
Also, give a big thanks to Onyx. Guys, Onyx is great for the duck hunter. Right there in the palm of your hand, you can see boundaries. You can see private land ownership. You can see all the things you need to see as a hunter. Um, And it's really given me the opportunity to find and acquire more hunting spots uh, than I've ever had before. So definitely check them out, guys. You won't regret it, especially as a a duck hunter. It is um, is, just almost impossible to do it without. also like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks. Guys, Motion Ducks is a great product for those no-win days. This year, this season, I probably used it more than I ever had before. Um, I went away from using the Mojo. Uh, almost felt like it was a crutch. And it was like a test, just running the, the Motion Ducks as much as possible and the Mojo as as few times as possible. And, um, you know, they're, I think they both, they both have their things. I'm not saying never use a Mojo, but... Uh, it, it's just eye-opening to me how important it is to have that motion on the water all the time. <clears throat> and on those no-wind days, man, it was like seven decoys, and we were good to go. We had birds cupping right in. And so I will stand behind that product uh, for as long as I'm a duck hunter because um, it is is jerkery on steroids, and it is awesome. So check them out, guys. Use code DUCKHUN2020 over there and uh, get your discount and get some more birds cupping into your spread. Also, like to give a big thanks to Weatherby. Guys, I've been running the Weatherby 18i uh, this year in the 20 gauge and the 12. Um, it's, it's been awesome. As soon as I shouldered that 20 gauge, I knew it was going to be a, a great gun for me. Um, I, I was just on the spot with it all year long, and uh, it was it was a great waterfall gun. They've definitely stepped up their game with this new lineup they have over there. They got some new camo as well. I have the the new camo on my 12 gauge. It looks awesome. Um, and it's, it's a great waterfall gun. So jump over there, check those guys out as well. Um, but without further ado, oh, also like to give a big thanks to Final Approach. Guys, Final Approach is the one-stop shop for the duck hunter from camo. I got some camo right behind me on the wall uh, from their waders, decoys. Um, it was what I used all season long, and, um, you know, it, it did not fail. So uh, I've been saying it many times. I think my favorite product from them is the waterfowl backpack. Um, it has the gun caddy on the side for those walk-in hunts. Um, I was able to put my tripod on the other side. Uh, it's got a big bag, lots of storage. I could put ammo, my cameras, all kinds of stuff. I never felt like I didn't have enough room in that backpack. So um, check them out, guys. Like I said, one-stop shop for the Duck Hunter over there at Final Approach. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump on into the podcast for today. Like I said, the topic for today um, is going to be the best of the year. So um, different different things, uh, different uh, categories, I should say. So the first one I'm going to go with is decoy of the year. And uh, <laughs> I feel like there should be a, jump, a drum roll or something for each, each section. But it's just uh, random categories that I came up with. Um, but decoy of the year. Man, I had probably more birds this year than any other previous year decoying into the set. So um, this one is actually harder than you'd think. Um, but I'm going to go with... Uh, the trip where we took the last year's Patreon winner. Um, when we went up on that trip, man, we started off the trip just struggling. Um, the first spot we went to, birds just wouldn't finish right, and there wasn't a lot to be had. The second spot we went to for the evening hunt, um, there wasn't there just wasn't a lot of action. We went in there in the evening. We bumped a ton of birds out of there. Um, we tried to get set up, and then as we were setting up, geese were coming in, and we just couldn't quite get finished. And by the time we were set up, 
they stopped flying. And so then we're on to the next day. Struggled again in the morning, uh, but then we got to that evening hunt. And, I mean, we just had a giant flock of mallards cup right in. It was me and me and Zach, and uh, they just cupped right in um, almost as close as you can imagine. And uh, I popped two of them. I think he, I think he popped one or two out of that group too. Um, but it was just after being defeated so many times and then having those birds, we we're just standing in the cattails, natural hide. Um, that's, that's one of my favorite ways to do it on public land, way up North UP, Michigan. Um, and it was just one of the coolest decoys you can imagine with those birds coming right in. And it was last, last minute too. Uh, so a buzzer beater, <laughs> buzzer beater and we finished the hunt um i think with six six ducks with birds cupping in just like crazy right at the end of the hunt so uh that was definitely awesome there's there's many others because we had some some great decoys in early teal season out there in the mississippi river we had some great decoys on the north dakota trip i had some great decoys on the timber hunt in the on the, the the woods pond um late season as well uh, ducks coming in icy so but it's it's hard to hard to pick but something about the mallards cupping in, we called them um, into a tight hole right in the middle of the cattails, um, and that that number of birds coming in, uh, that one's going to have to take the cake. <laughs> I think I could go many other ways without really being disappointed, but um, I think that's uh, that's the one I'm going to have to go with. So uh, next up, we got the limit of the year. So limit of the year is another hard one because uh, we did have some good limits. We had some limits early season with a bunch of bands, which was um, pretty unique and pretty cool here with uh, the local guys. Um, we had uh, some limits. Like I said, we had limits in timber, um, Indiana timber, whatever you want to call it. It's not. It, it wasn't true timber. I should probably stop saying that. But uh, <laughs> we had uh, in the timber pond, whatever you want to call it, we had some limits there. Uh, we had some limits in the marsh. Um, we had, I had a limit on that decoy uh, the, from the last category. Um, yeah, so a lot to pick from, but I'm going to go with the limit of the year was um, I did a solo hunt with Chief. It's up on the YouTube channel, and um, it was the first day of our second second um, split, and uh, it was right after we had the cold front of the century come in. And I don't know about you guys in different areas, but uh, where we were at, it's probably the coldest that I can remember in my life. Um, streams that I'd never seen freeze all the way, froze all the way. Um, we had snow, ice everywhere. And so the birds that were still around were really consolidated to uh, flowing streams and rivers. Um, for whatever reason that day, uh, I couldn't get it. I couldn't, I couldn't get anybody to come with me. I found just a little flock of mallards on this ice hole, uh, on the river. And, uh, I just knew it was going to be a, a special hunt. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like I said, either people were busy with other things or, um, they didn't think that the hunt was going to be, uh, as good as what I was kind of hoping, which I, I can be an optimist at time when I, when I scout. Um, but like I said, ice hole, not very many options. And I had like 30, 40 mallards on this little hole. So <laughs> I walked into it solo uh, by myself, ready to go, and um, just me and Chief, and we had birds cupping in first light. Uh, had them landing right there in the stream, walking on the ice in front of me at like ten yards. 
I uh, did something I normally don't do because I usually try to call the shot. Um, but my efficiency was was kind of low on this because um, I was just letting them land, walk on the ice, uh, instead of like shooting them right away. But it was just such a cool scene, uh, just a pristine, cold morning, n- nobody else around, and these mallards cupping right in, and me and Chief. So uh, we ended up shooting the, the limit, um, didn't take us too long. And, um, it really was a special hunt, especially because, you know, now I know what I know that he, he was going to pass away and, and, uh, you know, not, uh, there's nothing I could tell from that hunt that, that that was coming on the horizon. Uh, it was only just a couple of weeks later and he'd, he'd passed away. So that's one I'm going to hold near and dear to my, my heart for a long time. Just, uh, that solo hunt I got with, with my buddy out there on the river, watching him work, watching him retrieve, um, doing, I mean, he, he he had an awesome hunt, you know, uh, swift current. He'd jump in, swim, jump back up, climb back up on the ice. He's always been kind of acrobatic about being able to climb back on the ice, which was, uh, always amazing. Not only to me, to other people that, that, uh, that watched him, but just having that hunt where it was me and me and old chief and, and, uh, getting, getting that limit of mallards there on the ice first thing um that one's uh gonna take the cake for for limit of the year i don't know how many times i'm gonna say take the cake at the end but (laughs) uh there it is so moving on to the next one hunt of the year um you think i would have when i wrote these out i would pick one but in my mind i have a few and then i have to kind of go with my gut on what i what i feel like is going to be hunt of the year um, and this one, I think this one's a little tough. Like I said, we had some really cool ones early season, um, just had multiple hunts where we had a bunch of bands, um, which is unique. I know you, every year you see that on Facebook. I'm like, oh man, that'd be kind of, kind of cool to be part of one. And finally to have a couple that I was a part of, um, was, was pretty special. Um, super cool. You know, other, other hunts of the year. I'm trying to think of, of where I could go, um, with that one, but. You know, I, I do think I'm going to go with that, you know, hunt of the year, uh, having, having, uh, early season, you know, everybody's ready to get back into waterfowl season, get back into the swing. And, um, you know, it's, it's no different with me, you know, <laughs> I'm counting down the days to the beginning of September every single year. And, um, our, our buddy Devin, uh, had been scouting it and, um, bunch of birds in it. We actually knew that, uh, they had banded local too, so he'd he'd seen <laughs> some bands and, and thought there'd probably been a good chance that they'd been going to uh, that field. So we, we kind of had our hopes up on that front too. And but when it actually happens, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong in a hunt. You, you can have birds flare or somebody go on the river and bust the roost. It's it's opening day and there's just hunters everywhere and and a lot of things can go wrong. But or they could just fly to a different field or a different direction, but. Um, everything kind of came through and we went double wide on the A-frames out there early field or early season in a silage field. It's, uh, (laughs) you're glad to get done early on those, those hot early season hunts. Um, but we, we, uh, we were able to do it and, uh, one hunt, I think we shot eight mans and then the next hunt in that same field, I think we shot nine. It was just, um, it was bonkers. So (laughs) I'll I'll give that hunt of the year because it was it was crazy. Not only that, but uh, it's just when when you have a big group of hunters like that, um, it's not my favorite way to hunt all the time because it's like it's like controlled. 
you're doing your best to control chaos, right? You got a lot of shooters, a lot of birds coming in. It's really hard to get the shot call right for everybody. Um, but at the same time, it's just super cool, super unique. So I'll definitely take a handful of those every year. And, and those are, those are awesome. And, and big shout out to those guys inviting me on those hunts because <laughs> not my field. So, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to get that opportunity. Um, now we're going to go with bird of the year. So, um, bird of the year, I, when I was thinking of it, I had three different candidates for this three different candidates for, um, bird of the year. So one of them guys, we've been waiting forever. Everybody knows that I've been waiting for Pintel for many, many years. Um, and, uh, this is the year I got one. So you'd think that would be like bird of the year. My only problem with that is that it wasn't plumed at all. I really want one right for the wall right here behind me. Uh, and it had a sprig. It was mature, but it didn't have um, it didn't have any coloration yet because it was uh, in, I can't remember if it was the first or second week of October. I think it must have been like the second weekend of October. So um, no coloration, unfortunately, but that was an awesome bird. Um, bird number two on the, the list that we're going to give you all three of them. Bird number two is my dad shot, uh, a black duck hen. And I know that was a special bird for him. Um, and that was on chief's last hunt ever. So those kind of things combined, make it a good candidate for, for the last bird of the year. He's getting it mounted too. So that's pretty cool. And, um, uh, yeah, that's a really cool bird right there. Late season with some, uh, Real nice, fat, mature, <laughs> late season mallards uh, to boot. So um, that one, I know a lot of people shoot black ducks on the Atlantic Flyway, but we don't get very many. I think that was the first time I'd ever been a part of one uh, in Indiana. Uh, I've been a part of a, a few out there in um, Michigan, not too far from us. For whatever reason, we don't get them too often in uh, in Indiana. So um that was that was a cool one. For number three, we're gonna go with the third option here was the early season teal. So I went I went on a early season teal trip to Iowa. So you know, if you if you're not familiar with the whole story, you're probably like, this is crazy. He's gonna put an early season teal on his list for bird of the year. Was that like uh blasphemy? <laughs> but this one was special but to start from the beginning of the story um i had never been out there uh i've done early season teal out there in kansas with elliot a few times couple times i think i've tried in indiana um i've shot them you can get on hunts where it's like first light uh the only other you know the same it's same as anywhere in the mississippi flyway that i'm aware of anyways uh but you can't shoot till 30 minutes after shooting light you know for good reason in a lot of spots with the number of wood ducks and i i understand that compared to like Kansas um, where you can shoot Kansas, Nebraska, I think pretty much everywhere on the central central flyway, they let you shoot at normal duck hunting shooting, which is uh 30 minutes before sunrise. So with teal, man, that's a real handicap to um, the Mississippi flyway. And uh, it kind of hurts on a lot of hunts, especially like I said, where you don't have big numbers. I've been on hunts, man. We had, Birds buzz around, buzz around, buzz around. Clear bluebird day. I mean, you can see just as plain as day for that whole time. And like, I guess they're hedging for those cloudy days. But you know, I, I say I understand it, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to them changing it either. Uh, I understand why they've said it that way. 
but if they want to reward hunters that are uh, good at um, identifying, which, you know, uh, when you're early on, um, and I've had issues early on as well, uh, you can't have issues with that identification. So, <laughs> um, but I definitely think that if they should reward hunters that are, are good at it by allowing that 30 minutes before shooting light to, uh, you know, allow that shooting. But anyways, I'm getting, I'm going off on a major rabbit trail there. Um, we went to Iowa. I took a couple of my buddies with me, Devin and John, and uh, met some new friends, which I talked to quite a bit now, um, Tim and Hunter out there in Iowa, the Iowa boys. And we had um, a great teal season out there. They, they were scouting, letting me know. Um, I'm always skeptical until you know for sure how it's going to go. And, I, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, never done it. But he showed me pictures of other years that they had success. And there was just quite a few birds in the area and uh, right off the Mississippi River. But I can't remember if it, I think it was the second day we had an awesome flock. An awesome flock come right into the set. And we had four of us. The other two guys, or the other uh, some of the other guys from the group, or I think they're scouting for goose hunting or or doing some goose hunting. I can't remember, but we split up on that day. But anyways, four of us and the bird right in front of me. Um, I think I can't remember. We dropped four or five, but uh, I was able to shoot a banded early season blue wing tail. So. Uh, I'm going to spit it out. It took me a while to say that. So, <laughs> um, I think that might be a bird of a lifetime. I don't know. I don't know anybody who shot two banded blue wing teal. I'm sure somebody has somewhere. Um, but I don't expect to shoot another one. Uh, so for that reason, that cool experience, that cool hunt, um, and that banded blue wing teal, um, is bird of the year. So, Alrighty, we're going to go to the next category, and I have the next category as Retrieve of the Year. So uh, this one's going to be jumping back to Chief, and uh, man, over his lifetime, man, he's had so many good retrieves. If there's anything that Chief is known for, it is his uh, great nose. Oh, my light just went out, so I'm going to fix that. And then I guess I'm going to have to edit this out. guess we're uh, finishing the rest of it without the light. So <laughs> anyways, back to it. He's had a ton of, uh, he's had a ton of great retrieves over his lifetime. Um, definitely many that I can be proud of, be proud of him for. And uh, if anything he's known for, it's for having an awesome nose. And he's, he's definitely uh, pulled some birds out of there that, you know, we thought there's no chance of, of us retrieving and he'd go in there, he'd get real birdie, he'd get on the scent and sure enough, um, he'd find them. So, um, we had, we had one in that late season hunt where dad shot his black duck. Um, and this old hen, uh, swam to the other side. We thought we lost her for, for a minute there and she was on the ice on the other side and um, I was trying to tell chief to go a different way and he, he knew where the bird was. I didn't know that he knew. And, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he went right down into the roots, the roots of that tree, that, that, uh, old tree that tipped out of there and, and got in there and, uh, pulled that bird out. So, uh, that was super, that was a super cool retrieve 
from him. Um, and we had another one where I had sailed a wood duck. This was back to the Iowa trip. Um, second Iowa trip. I took two out there, one for the early teal and one for, um, uh, one for the central teal opener. And anyways, I sell a wood duck across this little pond on the, what was the first day, second evening. Uh, we didn't have our limits. So we went out to a wood duck hole, but man, I sold one and I thought, man, I was, I was mad at myself because I just was, just was a little off on my shots for that hunt. And so a couple of them, I just peppered, um, and they didn't go straight down. So this one sailed and it sailed far into, um, into the woods and sent chief over there. I, I started walking over there. I'm, I'm walking as careful as I can because I'm trying not to go over my waders. The water's right to the top and chief is going on this bird that sailed, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards, uh, into uh, waist high, tall grass into the woods. Like you couldn't even see where it landed. But anyways, he followed that mark. Perfect. Found the bird. It was stone dead. By the time he got back, I was like halfway across this pond. I couldn't believe he'd had that bird. So, <laughs> uh, he definitely had, had some, some great retrieves, um, this whole season. So it's, it's really tough for me to, to put a, a finger on, uh, which one, is going to be the retrieve of the year. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with that one just because of, you know, it kind of adds a lot of the things that he's known for, uh, his mark, his, his heart always going after the bird. Like he, he won't give up. Um, and then just the ability to sniff it out when it's in some thick, you know, crappy, crappy stuff. So, um, that, that was definitely going to be the retrieve of the year. So now, now I think I, I dropped my list when I was looking for the battery for the light. Um, but I know what the next category is and it is the trip of the year. So, um, every year, man, I, I love to travel more and more. I just love it, uh, to get out to different places. Um, I love, uh, going up to just to Michigan for the weekend trips. I love going, um, to North Dakota. First time I went out there. So, uh, and, you know, I should probably tell you a little bit about that one. So, uh, I went out there with Josh from outdoor limits and it was just, uh, me and Josh and our two dogs. Um, honestly, it was a, a super cool experience. Uh, just doing that. We did podcasts from the road, from the trip, uh, every single day. And, uh, I would say that our hunting, um, it was our first, both of our first times in North Dakota, the number of birds was just mind blowing. Um, but we, we definitely learned, uh, quite a few lessons about how to hunt them and where to hunt them and things to look for and, and things to avoid. Like the first night we went out and we picked the place with the most birds. It had thousands of teal or teal it had thousands of coots uh, on the water and probably just as many ducks. Um, so, I, you know, a lot of people who have to deal with this all the time, probably, probably understand this. And I've only had a handful of hunts where I've dealt with something like that, but um, you know, we had all the birds that came back. They were just going straight into the raft of, of coot. So we did get a few here and there. I mean, they just be coming, uh, straight at us. Gadwall, I think mostly on that hunt. Um, but then we had the next day, man, we found, um, just an awesome spot. I knocked on the door, got permission and it was just loaded with birds. So we got a good variety on that hunt. Mallards, bluebill, ringnecks, uh, gadwall. 
Uh, again, it was, it's just a super cool hunt, but the whole trip was just fun because we're out there freelancing, knocking on doors, uh, public land, private land, um, and, and just doing our best to get them birds every day. We're hunting and scouting and doing podcasts and, uh, and killing birds. So like I said, I think we could have, if, if we, if we would do it again, like right now with what we learned, um, we'd end up doing a little better. Uh, and then the other thing that got us was, uh, when, um, when it froze up. So it froze up, changed the birds pattern and, you know, just takes a little bit more scouting after that, I think. And you can get, uh, right back on course, uh, out there. There's just so many birds. I think we thought that they were going to be gone and that wasn't the case. So the other trips I went on, uh, the teal trip, like I talked about first time going up to the Mississippi river, a lot of habitat, a lot of hunters too. Uh, but a lot of habitat, a cool experience, uh, overall. And, oh, I don't even think I said, but on the first day, I mean, we shot a six man limit, which, uh, that was a huge pile of, of birds, not what it's all about, but it is cool to, from time to time to experience you know, a, a big quantity number of, of birds killed on a hunt. Um, for, for sure. You know, I, I, I love my solo hunts too. Um, but you know, it, it was, it was crazy to be able to get on, on that many birds and we just did good every day. You know, we didn't six man limit every day, but after that, you know, it wasn't the whole crew uh, from Iowa and it wasn't always the whole crew that, that we brought there too. We kind of split off different things, whether it's dove or, or, or uh, teal, or some people tried to goose hunt. I stuck with the teal and the, we did the dove uh, a couple times. The first day, man, we shot a, a six man limit. I believe it was a six man. It might've been a seven man limit of, of dove as well. So that was just a crazy day. Lots of, uh, lots of, uh, shells for sure so um next trip we did well we did the i did the trip back for central iowa um we had some great wood duck hunts um our first our first hunt um i shot the pintail and uh, got to hang out with some buddies so that was definitely a cool trip as well but what the trip that's going to take the cake because that's the word apparently the word choice i'm going to use for everything on (laughs) this podcast uh was uh the up opener hunt so i'd been on um a few up opener hunts and this is probably the one that i've shot the least birds ever on a up opener so it's like how does that one win win the hunt so i i put together a video it's on the youtube channel um took the bus I met with uh, my buddy Brandon up there. He's been on a, a couple now with me. Um, and then uh, my dad got to come along. So that's probably the biggest thing because, I mean, it's just an adventure. Anytime you go to a wild place trying to kill wild birds, um, it's just an adventure. And in the spot, you know, we're camping from the bus, just the whole experience all together. Um, we did, the scouting was awesome. Um, we, we covered a lot of water and found a lot of birds. And then after that, you know, it's first time in that area and, and, uh, did make some mistakes on it. So, you know, lesson to you guys, uh, even if you hunt as much as I do, you're going to make plenty of mistakes along the way. It's just about learning from it. And it's a long game. Waterfowl season is a long game. It's not about, uh, necessarily, um, it's not necessarily about that one hunt. You know, it's about a lifetime of experience, a lifetime of, of, uh, of, of learning and bettering yourself so that when opportunity arises, you can, uh, you, you can capitalize on it. But that being said, we still had, we just had so much fun just trying different things. We shot a widgeon 
uh, which I've shot. That's just the second widgeon I've shot. Um, we shot wood ducks. We shot some teal. I can't remember if we got a mallard. I don't think we did. I was really hoping we'd get a mallard, but <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the case. But oh yeah. And then as far as setting up, I mean, we slept in the boat. We did everything that you'd imagine for um, an opener, except for kill a bunch of ducks. So <laughs> it was great to to get uh, dad out there and and have that full experience. You know, I do wish we would have got some more ducks because that would have been the icing on the cake uh, for that trip. Um, but that one's going to take it for the trip. Um, oh, and a close runner-up would be the Patreon hunt as well. Patreon hunt, I got Elliot out here. Uh, we went all the way through Michigan, hunted every single zone on that trip. Uh, we just kept hopping zones. And um, we did end up having a couple good hunts out of it, uh, even though we kind of split up. We weren't together on the hunts that were successful, which, you know, it was fine. It was a group a group effort. Um, and, again, taking the bus. Man, the bus is always it's uh it's like uh, giving the given the trip a shot you know uh so that was definitely definitely pretty cool so um yeah that's a, a pretty good snapshot of the season uh, like i said it was it's chiefs last season and i'm gonna have lots of memories from it lots of chief along the way um and you know i got i got a backlog of hunts that i didn't get to edit um, this year, one thing that's unique is that uh, there's no late season for me. After he, after Chief passed away, I just wrapped it up for the season. Decided that uh, I um, couldn't really stomach hunting. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to hunt without a dog, and I don't want to. You know, just hunting that close to not having Chief just didn't didn't seem right. Um, it. Yeah, so that was that was a tough one, and I just decided to sit the whole late season out this year, and um, I'm not really too upset about it. Uh, I, I think I, you know, just it wouldn't have been fun to kind of force myself to to keep on hunting. Um, but like I said, I have like a backlog of hunts, and it's pretty tough to to look back at them and Chief being in there and and trying to edit it. It's just like man, you know, um, they only live for a short time, and we gotta do the best we can with, with that time. And, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to keep going <laughs> talking about that again, but, um, it's part of hunting. It's part of having a hunt and a dog and, and, uh, and, um, yeah, got to move on from that. Uh, I think I've, yeah, I've, I've said all I want to say about the chief thing right now, <laughs> but anyways, um, definitely a memorable hunt. And, oh, I did want to talk about my numbers for the season. So, uh, I had a, I had a, the best season I've ever had, uh, as far as the numbers go on the season. So, uh, the total number of, of waterfowl that I harvest this year was 133. My previous best I've ever had, and that was with an additional six weeks of, uh, late season was 129. And, uh, I shot a hundred and I harvested 133 birds this year, which is, that's a crazy, crazy number for me to see. Um, and I just want to say to it, when I'm talking about these numbers, it's just like me keeping my per- personal stats over there and freelance stuff. And I know guys, it's not all about the hunt. It's not all about the, the numbers. It's about the hunt. It's about the memories, about the, the buddies you hang out with. But as for me, I try to be the best waterfowl hunter I can be. Um, I try to learn as many things as I can be, and I try to hunt as much as I can successfully. So, um, yeah, uh, that's just my, uh, my disclaimer on these numbers. I know it's 
not about the numbers, and I don't want it to seem like I'm pushing them by um, by saying I'm or tooting my own horn. Uh, I know there's plenty of hunters that are uh, better than me, and um, you know I'm a I'm a growing, always improving hunter, and you know having a better season than I've ever had before is 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 proof of that. So, um, like I said, 133 waterfowl harvest this year. Um, I did have four loss. Um, and that's, you know, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty low number. Um, I'd have to compare it to other years to see exactly how many I lost in other years. But one, one side note is, uh, it was the least number of, uh, geese that I've ever harvested. I harvested 26. Uh, usually geese are a big part of, of our season here. Um, we get into a lot of, a lot of Canada's and that's probably partly because I didn't hunt the, the last six weeks that, uh, gave me. A uh, pretty good handful more of the geese. You know, the ones we did get had an early season. The Michigan um, South Zone opener, uh, we shot limits. Um, early season silage hunts, we shot limits. So that uh, definitely was uh, a large portion of my, my Canada geese there. Um, blue wing till was a big, big plus this year going to the Miss, Mississippi River. Uh, when I don't do that, I, I just don't shoot ducks till um, till. Uh, early season opener uh in september when i travel to wherever i'm traveling usually up opener uh 22 blooming tills out there uh on the mississippi river i can't remember if i shot any anywhere else but um we're out there for five days so um definitely some solid numbers for the till i got on that um probably shot more gadwall than i ever had before shot five gadwall uh shot one green wing till and oh, so that's twenty three till. And last year was the only season I ever um, went through a season and shot zero. So twenty three, <coughs> excuse me, up from up from zero the previous year. Mallard Drakes, I shot thirty two and fifteen hens. So I don't pick out green. I do when I can, um, but in our area, it's just like you know, it's like if, if we have a flock come in and I can shoot a green one, I do. If uh, a pair comes in. And I'm on the left side, my buddy's on the right, and we both don't have our uh, any of our hens or drakes and need to do anything to kind of help each other out. We're just shooting our lanes, and and uh, if it's a hen, you know, then it's a hen, right? That's uh, that's how we hunt in this area, just because we don't have the quantity of birds that you know these guys out there in the Central Flyway or the Pacific Flyway that are able to pick out green all the time. I'd love to do it. It's a challenge. It's awesome. But most of the time, we're uh, doing our best to um, be scrappy and get our limit. You know, we, we want them in feet down. Don't get me wrong. Um, and that's our goal. And a lot of the time we do, we get them feet down. But like I said, if it's a, it's a solo hen coming in, we're probably shooting it. If it's a, if it's a pair and we got to pick, pick, uh, our lanes to shoot, we're probably, probably shooting the hen. So, um, like I said, that's a, that's a 40, 47 mallards. Most mallards I've personally shot in a year. Uh, I got my first pintail Drake, Four ringnecks, uh, a couple bluebill, a couple shovelers, uh, widgeon, and um, eighteen wood ducks on the year as well. So I love those early season wood duck hunts. We got on some good ones out there in Iowa. Got on some locally as well. Um, but yeah, and then I only went on two dove hunts this year. That's not waterfowl, but uh, one of them was a skunk and one of them was a limit. So we can't get. Uh, much differentiation between those two and then two hoodies had a hunt i think it was thanksgiving day where we we could have shot just an, an unbelievable amount of hoodies just kept decoying right into our uh right into our uh decoys so definitely 
definitely a little crazy there. But, um, yeah, that's the numbers I have on the season. And, um, again, let's go ahead and take a look at the chat, see what we got from people. Uh, Chief was the best. Um, thanks, Duck Hunter. Definitely. He was uh, he was a good old boy. He's going to be dearly missed. Um, and a lot of people saying consult. Can, can <laughs> wow, struggling with my words here, but. You guys know what I mean. And Levi says, waiting on the snows. Man, I've never gotten to the snows. Um, maybe some year I will do it. Um, Michigan Outdoors says, pigeons keep me busy during the off season. Um, used to do that a lot with, with dog training. I think that's a great, great tool. So um, keep going down the list. If you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them. If not, we're going to go ahead and sign off and got a couple people saying um they love watching chief i'm right there with you zach outdoors this is a live podcast this is the first live podcast in a long time so excited to be jumping on here for the combo live stream and podcast and uh yeah maybe we'll make it a thing again i don't know we'll see what's up brandon see you in here brandon's my buddy that we uh i guess we just hunt uh up openers together so um, and then keeping going down the list, see, making sure we don't got any questions. I'm not missing. Alrighty, fellas. Appreciate you jumping on here. Uh, we'll remind you again, um, jump over to the Patreon. Patreon is patreon.com slash duck gun chronicles. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Uh, these hunts that I was talking about banked up, they're going to be over there. Um, before you know it, uh, I've jumped into them. Like I said, it's a little difficult um right now editing them but i'm gonna get on them um i got quite a few enough to post a couple a month uh till uh season rolls around and not only that but there's some cool opportunities as well as drawing uh someone to come on the hunt giveaway for next year just gonna be uh, a person from the group i'm not doing anything uh extra to that it's just if you're in the group and then you you get one one slot in there to get drawn and come with me on a hunt. I haven't picked what hunt. It'll depend on your schedule as well. If you win, you know, I think the North Dakota one could be cool. Um, or it could be, it could be anything. We could be jumping in the duck bus and, and heading up to Michigan. Uh, it just all depends on what time of the year and, and what we can make work with the schedules. But, uh, uh, without, uh, anything else, I think final words, uh, I'm Jordan duck and Chronicles. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in for another episode of Duck Podcast, and we'll see you guys on the next one.